Hello, hello, Viking fans. Get on board the Viking ship. It's Purple Mafia. It is episode number 17 of Purple Mafia. Today is Monday, November the 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2008. One day away from the 2008 election. Mm-hmm. Going to be a very, very interesting day tomorrow. Got to get up early, get that voting done, and off to another double day of work. Oh, goody. But you didn't come here to hear about that necessarily, so let's talk some Vikings. Uh, first and foremost, this show is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. And I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show, Purple Mafia, and uh, I appreciate it very much. Now, on the front page of thesportstuff.com, there is a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. That is how you get into the message boards on thesportstuff.com. Simply click on that button. You'll be prompted to sign in or sign up, because if you're not a member, we would like you to sign up. It is 100% free and 100% fun. That way you can interact with all of us podcasters and all of the members as well, as we have almost 250 members now as this site is growing very quickly, and it is very nice indeed. Also, that way with the message bars, you can get involved with this show, vote on the polls, comment, interact. So that's the dilly. Now, overall today, we're going to talk about the game, of course. So we're going to get into the game review of the Minnesota Vikings, Houston Texans. We'll do a short preview of the Vikings and Packers for next week, and we'll do an abbreviated roundup. After that, we'll close with the results from last show's poll and the poll for this week, episode number 17. Of course, there was no show last week because it was bye week. So, uh, you know, with a busy enough schedule as it is, you know, can only find so much time to do things. Uh, wouldn't have minded talking about the Williams wall. We're going to get into a little bit of that today. The, the wall, you know, uh, as Ronald Reagan would say, tear down that wall. Well, that's pretty much what the NFL is saying right now to uh, the Williams wall if they indeed are found guilty of this water pill dilly. So that'll be a lot of fun to talk about. Oh, goody. So with that, we're going to take our first break, and I'll be right back after this announcement. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on the sportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 17. A quick reminder for those of you who may be listening on an iPod and aren't exactly sure which episode they're listening to, there you go, episode 17. All right. Well, the Vikings played the Houston Texans this week. Oh, goody. So you figured this game would feature the passing game a little more, right? Because both teams are, well, the Houston Texans are very pass-friendly. Uh, Matt Schaub has been on a hot run. Andre Johnson has been playing well. Gus Farad and Bernard Berrien have been playing well, so you thought you'd see a little more of that. Kind of like the previous week, the Vikings and Bears had kind of a shootout with a passing game, so there we go. 
The interesting part is the running games also did fairly well. Steve Slayton of Houston, not amazing, but good, 62 yards overall at about a four yards a carry. But Adrian Peterson explodes with 139 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, good stuff. But we're not going to just talk about stats, of course. Um, first of all, well, the first play of the game, Farad and Berrien connect on a 55-yard bomb between two Texans defenders. So to open the game, that is pretty exciting stuff. I mean, I just love that. Uh, the opening drive ended then with Adrian Peterson driving or diving into the end zone. Just four plays on the series, folks. Four plays. This game had barely started. Vikings up 7 nothing. It's like, hey, 98 Vikings, here we go. Well, maybe not. But, yeah, it was a good sign coming into the game that the Viking offense was picking up where it left off the previous week in Chicago. So it's like, here we go. I mean, hopefully Farratt doesn't throw four interceptions along with uh, three touchdowns or two touchdowns the previous week. Well, thankfully he got three touchdowns and only one interception. So that's good stuff. But anyhow, we'll get right back into the game here. Matt Schaub, the immediate drive afterwards. Matt Schaub comes in red hot over the past few weeks and connects on his first two passes, then goes deep for Andre Johnson, who narrowly drops what would have been a 40-yard gain. Fortunately, the drive is stuffed when Ray Edwards gets his first full sack of the year, just 22 to go for the new record. So, Ray Edwards, keep it up, man. You're on pace for, uh, hmm, Four sacks? All right, keep it up. No, three, because you're at one and a half, and we're about eight, yeah, we're eight games in. Good job. You're going pace for four sacks. Keep it up, Ray. Come on, buddy. But on the second drive, Farad hits Berrien's arms, and the ball bounces into Jock Reeves' arms. So uh, Jock Reeves was the guy that Bernard Berrien burned on the previous play earlier. Um, Jock Reeves gets some revenge here, and he gets the interception because Bernard Berrien just couldn't handle it. And guess what? Reeves takes it all the way to the end zone to tie the game 7-7. to So that was unfortunate. But the Vikings then put together a good drive. Immediately afterwards, Berrien narrowly misses a touchdown catch by not being able to keep both feet in bounds. That was a bummer. Um, slowly but surely, the Vikings put it together after a few missed attempts when Farratt is able to hit Sidney Rice, who finally returns and makes his second touchdown catch of the season. Ah, oh, that felt good. Vikings 14 to 7. It's real nice to see Rice again. It's been forever as many expected Sydney to have a huge second season. That's unfortunately been marred by injuries thus far as, uh, man, Sydney Rice <clears throat> coming into this year. So many of us thought he was going to explode. It's just been a down year. Just too many injuries, but finally, Sydney Rice back to pay dirt. Unfortunately, that'd be the only catch of the game. One catch, eight yards, touchdown. So all he does is catch touchdowns. Remember the old Chris Carter uh, quote by uh, Buddy Ryan, the former Philadelphia Eagles coach. Remember that? All he does is catch touchdowns. Let's just hope Sidney Rice doesn't go to the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then this time the Eagles get to pay the Vikings back for that deal. Hmm, no. Let's just move on now. After giving up a big play to Jacoby Jones, Matt Schaub throws right to Antoine Winfield for an interception, stopping the Texans, what may have been a scoring drive. Matt Schaub was limping noticeably, though, showing some pain after the Vikings' D-line. Especially Jared Allen had been putting the hit on him big time. As uh, That was beautiful. Uh, well, it wasn't beautiful, actually. What am I saying? <laughs> I mean, Matt Schaub threw it right to him. And uh, Antoine Winfield, again, the beneficiary of... 
another huge play for the Minnesota Vikings defense as Antoine Winfield is having a career year. And considering how great of a player he truly is, a career year from Antoine Winfield is <laughs> pretty good stuff. It's really nice to see. I'm thrilled. Um, that's the good part. The problem is the Vikings offense did nothing after that, absolutely nothing. So now when the Texans have the ball again after a 28-yard play from Schaub to Kevin Walter, the Vikings defense makes another big play when Greenway sacks Schaub, forces the fumble, which then is recovered by Ben Lieber. So another big defensive play there by the Vikings. Um, Vikings defense came up big in the first half many times over, but uh, here we go again when the, the next scoring play was just beautiful or scoring drive for Ott and Barry and have become kindred spirits the past few weeks as they connected on a massive play with Barian bringing the ball in, putting the moves on and breaking loose for a 49-yard touchdown. Both players have made the other dramatically better since they started connecting a few weeks ago in New Orleans. The Vikings, 21-7 to at this point with 6.09 left in the half. At this point, Barian had two catches for 104 yards and a touchdown. Andre Johnson only had one catch for four yards. One catch for four yards. Unfortunately, Bernard Berrien did not catch a single pass in the second half of the game. Not one. So that's the unfortunate part. As uh, halftime then happens, basically, <laughs> it's time for halftime. Vikings 21-7. We're all feeling good about ourselves. Uh, Sage Rosenfelds takes over, as uh, as said. Matt Schaub is just not feeling good. He's been hit one too many times, uh, definitely showing some pain in the knee. Not sure exactly what his health status is going into next week. But, yeah, Sage Rosenfelds looked pretty darn good in the second half. So uh, he nails David Anderson for a three-yard touchdown, making it 21-14. So that was with 9.28 left in the third quarter, pretty early in the second half. Looks like the Texans have something going. But then guess what? Once it's fourth quarter time, pretty much as the teams pretty much exchange uh, defensive stops for a while, Gus Farad is able to hit Vasante Shenko for a 25-yard touchdown. I mean, Vasante Shenko has awakened. This is the guy who has just killed us in the past. He killed us all year last year. I mean, he's making a lot of money, Vasante Shenko. The Vikings saw him as this sleeper backup tight end to Jeremy Shockey. Uh, in New York, in, in New York, and uh, yeah, he was a complete bust last year. But right now, he's looking pretty good. After a really weak start this year, dropping a couple more touchdown passes, he's looking pretty darn good. Uh, Gus Farad is getting a lot out of these receivers. You know, the <laughs> I mean, Bernard Berrien is looking like a superstar right now with Gus Farad. I am just so impressed with how things are going. Um. My fantasy team was happy when Sage Rosenfeld was able to hit Andre Johnson for a 14-yard touchdown pass with 2.58 left in the game to make it 28-21. But that'd be it, as Vikings are able to pretty much put an end to this puppy. And uh, thank God that the defense was able to hold strong, as that's what mattered most in this game. Uh, we were able to score 28 points and only allow 21. I mean, it's as simple as that, basically. Uh, Sage Rosenfeld, though, what? A nice quarterback he is, as the Vikings did have interest in this guy coming into the season. Uh, the Vikings had interest in Matt Schaub last season. So, very interesting indeed. Both of these guys are kind of were unknowns two years ago, and both of them are actually pretty good. As Sage Rosenfeld, 20, 
one of 29 passes, 224 yards, a touchdown. Did throw an interception, though, unfortunately for him anyway. And that was thrown to the returning Madhu Williams, who had a really nice game with eight tackles. I mean, nice game for Madhu Williams. But overall, Ray Edwards finally has awakened. I mean, Chad Greenway, once again, really good, though. Uh, he's been good all year. Antoine Winfield's been good all year. But Ray Edwards finally emerging. I mean, you got to love that. He had six tackles in the game along with three assists. I mean, what a nice game for him indeed. Jared Allen, though, two sacks, and he's starting to really pick it up. Kevin Williams with a sack. Hopefully not his last of the year. That was number seven for him. Uh, we're going to see. But, yeah, Jared Allen now with seven sacks. That's good news because that number is starting to rise a little bit. As Jared Allen's getting better and better because, as I said, he was really putting the hurt on Matt Schaub. I mean, not only was he – hitting him, basically, uh, after he was able to throw the ball or whatever. But he was causing a lot of hurries, as uh, that was really what the Vikings need out of Jared Allen. I mean, not only the sacks, but the hurries. And he's doing that for us. He even forced a fumble in the game. So, got to love that, indeed. So, that is your review for the Vikings and uh, Titans. The Texans, I did it again, folks. Houston Titans, Houston Texans, whatever the heck they are. <laughs> the team with the... Uh, Cool logo with that nice uh, cow skull with a crappy name. The Titans with a cool name and the crappy logo. So back and forth right there. A little Houston mania right there for you. So with that, real quick, we're going to move on to the uh, Green Bay Packers. Real quick, a preview. It's, it's Packer week, and it's time for Packer preview. And they almost beat the undefeated Tennessee Titans. But remember what I said? Almost beat them. Tennessee Titans are 8-0 and now, and the Packers are 4-4. Four and four. So, uh, yeah, that's a big difference, huh, between those two teams. Uh, Green Bay was able to tie it up in the fourth. It was 16-all. Tennessee's able to finish off with a field goal. I mean, they look like a great team. Donald Driver is a huge threat coming into the game with the Vikings. He has always been a problem for us. And uh, the veteran receiver had seven catches for 136 yards and a touchdown. So definitely an issue there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't have the greatest game ever. He had... 314 yards, but overall, uh, not the not the biggest accuracy. Only one touchdown, one interception, so nothing to brag with there. Ryan Grant, well, he averaged about four and a half yards a carry, 86 yards, not bad. Can't say that's bad. Uh, yeah, we're going to need Jared Allen to keep playing as he is. Fluster that Aaron Rodgers, that's what we're going to need to do. Um, it's as simple as that. Donald Driver, well, just <laughs> and Greg Jennings, those guys, a dangerous duo. Pretty much fold your hands and pray with those two. I know Madhu Williams is back, and he had a really nice debut leading the Vikings in tackles. I mean, the guy looks pretty good. He also had that interception, as mentioned. But um, uh, <laughs> just going to have to hope for the best there. Passing game has always been an issue. Um, Steve Slayton, the, with all those underneath passes, match job to Steve Slayton. I mean, Slayton killed us on those, those screen passes all day, and, um, well, that's another thing you're going to have to worry about here and there with this Viking team. So we're just going to have to see what happens. Right now, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to pick the Vikings by three. I'm going to have to go with the homer pick because that's just all I can do. The Vikings generally win in the Metrodome. Though, oh, wait, we haven't won a single game against Green Bay with Brad Childress. So I guess I'm going to give the Vikings a nod this time because I'm nice. And because of... uh 
Farratt and Berrien this time are on fire. Last time it was just Tavares Jackson throwing to a bunch of stone hands. That's pretty much what was going on in the last game in Green Bay. And Jared Allen was ineffective. Um, I see it being a complete difference. Jared Allen's continuing to get better this year. He's starting to look like the superstar we acquired. And, yeah, I mean, Bernard Berrien is looking like a superstar. So I do see the Vikings winning this game 24-21. All right? How about that for a score? 24-21. So we'll see how much I'm off next week. Um, Packers, though, a lot of people would say right now are the best team in this division, especially with the Chicago Bears losing Kyle Orton. That is not good news at all for them. Uh, Not good news at all. He's out for about a month. Rex Grossman, though, was able to pull that off. The Bears barely beat the Detroit Lions. So that's pretty much your news in the division right there. Detroit Lions also acquired Dante Culpepper. Oh, goody. Dante Culpepper is now a member of the Detroit Lions, not a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, as that was the other team in talks with Dante Culpepper. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I guess right now they like Orlovsky, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with Dante Culpepper. He didn't want to be a backup in Green Bay, and he didn't want to be a backup in Pittsburgh. So is he going to be a backup in Detroit? Behind Orvlosky. Hmm. Alrighty then. Hmm. Yep, that kind of, that puts me at a loss of words right there. But we'll move on, graciously, from that topic real quick. Um, once again, the Williams wall may fall as they are under scrutiny now with the, uh, they believe they have tested positive with the water pill. Pat Williams and Kevin Williams. I mean, what worse could happen to the Vikings if they lose the the two best tackles? I mean, you're talking about the Williams wall here, Pat and Kevin Williams. Pat, Kevin Williams is having an amazing season. Pat Williams is what he is, and a, a really wonderful veteran Pro Bowl rush stopper, like run stopper, sorry. And Kevin Williams is just an overall superstar defensive tackle. You lose both of them, along with, of course, we already lost E.J. Henderson. I mean, I don't even know who's going to be the main middle linebacker with this team, but it's pretty much been shuffling back and forth right now with uh, Napoleon Harris, David Heron, who also has been hurt. <laughs> and uh, Dontarius Thomas, oh goody, who's probably just going to be on the special teams for the most part at this point in time. <sighs> All righty then. So what's going to happen to our rush defense then? You're not going to have your middle linebacker or your two defensive tackles? Oh, goody. All I can say is let Latroy Guyon play. Let Latroy Guyon play. I like that guy a lot. Uh, if it happens, I want him in there along with Evans. I think those two are the most valuable right now in the middle. So we'll see what happens. Those are the two most valuable backups right now. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we might not be destroyed too bad. But, I don't know, I'm not too excited, not too optimistic either if that were to come down. Right now, there's no sign it's going to come down anytime soon. So that's the one good thing about it. It may even slide into next year, but, oh, goody, do we really want this going into next year? I mean, we're already only 4-4, four and four, so our season's already not exactly going in the right direction for the most part. Uh, hmm, the only... Really, the worst thing to me would be is that uh, Brad Childers could use that as a scapegoat or as an excuse. So he's, you know, they could say, oh, well, you can't fire him now if he lost his defensive tackles and we went 0-4 in those games. But still, I don't know. 
I would rather it doesn't go into next season because why can't we start a new next year and uh, maybe have a new coach, maybe, and see what happens with this solid team, maybe a new quarterback too, like an actual franchise starting quarterback or at least, you know, a quarterback that's going to be able to play three years from now. Gus Ferrat looks wonderful, but I don't know about three years from now. We'll see. So that's the idea. Tavares Jackson is done, as we all have figured out long ago. Um, that's pretty much where I'm going to stand with that right now. We're going to take a quick break again, and we will be right back to get into the polls. Then we're going to have no NFL roundup this week. Uh, not sure if I'm going to bring that back next show or not. We'll see. Other than that, we'll be back after this announcement. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on the sportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. Alright, welcome back again to Purple Mafia. And now we're going to get into the polls. As last show's poll was, what is your honest opinion on the Vikings defense this year? And of course, this was after the Chicago Bears game, not after yesterday's game. Um, they did step up, and I was very critical of the Vikings defense last show. And you know what? I still feel how I feel. Overall, just encouraged after the Houston Texans game. Um, they didn't look great uh, either because Steve Slayton did get loose a lot on those screen passes. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, the questions were disappointing, a definite step back from last year. God awful, back to the Denny Green vanilla defense. Still very good, just had some bad games or misunderstood. We'll show everyone wrong in the next nine games. 25% went from disappointing, a step back from last year. And still very good, just had some bad games. 75% getting that. You guys are a lot more optimistic than I am. I went with the first choice. Disappointing, a definite step back from last year. Um, to me, last year's Vikings defense was really good. I mean, it really was. Uh, nobody could really run on us, and we had so many sacks last year. For a team without a real legitimate pass rusher, we had a lot of sacks last year. We were eighth overall in the whole league. It was a nice team. Um I can't say the secondary is better. Uh, for one, we don't get as many takeaways as last year. That's the other thing. Um, I don't know. We definitely give up a lot more on the run than last year. Hard to say, folks. That's my opinion. Uh, we're going to go to Maz fan. You don't have enough options. All right. Well, I wish you'd tell me what you'd like me to put up there. It would help. But um, all right. Uh, the Vikings are great. Kumbaya. Maybe you want that one. We'll find out. Uh, Farzine, Chiefs end zone show. Their defense has improved on paper. Still one of the best against the run, and the pass defense has improved a lot. Their record isn't good, though, but if we were focusing on just the defense and that only, they have improved. Hmm. I don't know about that. I just don't know. Uh, they have improved against the pass defense, and that has to do with Jared Allen because he's causing... He's giving quarterbacks less time to throw the ball. It's as simple as that, and that's wonderful. So I do agree in that. 
run defense is still good, yes, but is it better? I, I don't know about that. Um, I can't say they've improved. I don't know. And it's not all about paper. It's just not. You don't allow 48 points to the Chicago Bears. You just don't. I can't. I, I just I can't agree with you on that one, Farzine. I love you, man, but I can't agree with you on that one. Um, good take, though. You're a smart guy. I mean, hey, you know, you maybe you'll be maybe you'll be way way ahead of me. Maybe you are. It's. I guess we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. Uh, then Farzine responds because I said something similar to that. He says they were awful against the pass last season. I'm not a fan of the DBs in many, but Jared Allen has come in and helped the pass D out because of his pass rush ability. He just needed to learn the Vikings defense. Pat William has been a much better pass rusher too. Pass defense, I think, is 18th. Last year they were in the 30s. Run defense still looks the same, but passing-wise, not the best, but not as bad as it looked before. Good takes. I mean, hey, those are good takes overall. But, um, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, you, you make a really good statement right there. I mean, it's pretty similar to what I just said. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the DBs overall here either, but I do think Madhu Williams will help in the tackling department. On the overall coverage, I don't know. Hard to say right now. <laughs> and, of course, losing E.J. Henderson totally blows. It really does. That just kills kills the uh, the whole idea of tackling for a loss on those running backs. That was a lot of fun watching him do that. That's pretty much what he did all day before he got hurt. Um, we're just going to have to see what happens, though. Yeah, pass defense is better on paper. And, yeah, it's noticeably better. So there you go. I still think, as a whole, the defense is not as good. Uh, Pepsi, who is also known as Max, host of the Steel Pit, Farzine, of course, host of the Chiefs End Zone Show. I still think they are good. I mean, you guys did have a few bad games, like the Bears game, but they still have some very good players. Darren Sharper is still a good safety. Like Farzine said, Allen just needs some more time with the team, and then he'll become a beast. And he is becoming that, so good takes. Um, yeah, they're still good, sure. I mean, I'm not saying they're terrible, but... All right. So I guess you guys differ on Darren Sharper, I'm assuming, because Farzine Flat doesn't like them. I respond a couple times. I'm just going to leave that alone. Uh, let me get back to the second page here. And that's it. All right. So pretty much I said I pretty much made a similar comment to Pepsi that they're not as good. And he says, true, but the only games that I thought were bad was the Colts and Bears game. Otherwise, they're not bad at all. Yeah, but they were really bad, though. <laughs> I mean, they were really bad. They made, I swear, they made Kyle Orton look like Tom Brady last year, man. 50 touchdowns. I mean, he looked like it, pretty much. Just Brady to Moss all day. That's what it looked like. So, we'll see. I know Kyle Orton's significantly better, but he ain't Tom Brady, folks. So, good, good takes. None of you are, none of you are necessarily wrong, and I'm not necessarily right, that's for sure, but, uh, we'll just have differing opinions as a whole on that one. I'm still not convinced this Viking defense is as good as last season as a whole. I'm just not. So with that, we're going to move on really super quick to the final bit here. It is the poll for this week. Who stepped up the most against Houston? Gus Ferrat, Adrian Peterson, Bernard Berrien, Ray Edwards, Chester Taylor, Jared Allen, or other, right? Your choice in the comments. So if you want to say there aren't enough options, there's your option. Write it in. It's all there for you. This is your message boards to control. You can write what you want as long as it isn't profane <laughs> or uh, 
discriminatory or whatever, just inflammatory bullcrap. Um, I put stats next to the players' names. I'm not going to read them on air because I don't want to kill you guys with that boredom. That's up to you to look at and check out. So please, if you don't have or if you're not a member of the sportsstuff.com message board, sign up and vote. We need more voters on here. I did like the interaction last week. Thank you very much, Max Farzine, Mavs fan. Now we need some more in there. Keep interacting, so definitely come back and interact. we got some nice new shows on the station as well. Check those out. Until next time, though, I'm going to call it a show, and I'll be back next week for episode number 18 of the Green Bay Packers review. So that should be some interesting stuff. Hopefully another Vikings win and a first-place Minnesota Vikings team. So I'm going to wish you all a great week, and we'll see you then. 